Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to So I Got To Thinking, a weekly podcast which attempts to answer the soul-searching questions set out by fictional journalist Kerry Bradshaw in the HBO series Sex and the City. Each week, Dylan Jones, Sex and the City super fan and editor of QX magazine, and myself, author Juno Dawson, will ask if Carrie's philosophical musings are still relevant for today and today is a very exciting episode yeah it's a good one because we have our first ever guest star welcome it's candice carty williams hello named named after candice bushnell was that the case? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but let's say yes for yeah, today. For the yeah, purposes, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> let's yeah, let's take that. And of course, Candice is the author of probably the book of the summer. You're all going to be reading it on the beach this year. Yeah. It's the wonderful Queenie, Thanks which so you know, much. you know, I love. You know, I love. <laughs> and there is some, I guess, overlap between Queenie and Sex and the City in that it looks at the lives of modern women living in big cities. And I think like the wonderful podcast, So I Got to Thinking, what you've done is taken some of the things that felt quite 20 years old Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. have brought them into the year 2019 as well. Um, (laughs) Was Sex and the City in any way, shape or form an inspiration? Absolutely, it always is. Also, do we get like a point where we get to talk about which character we are? (laughs) Well, we we haven't done that, (laughs) but we we can. We should do this, thank you, (laughs) because now you've basically established our first rule of having a guest. So Candice, (laughs) which character would you be? I would be Miranda... But with Samantha Rising. <gasps> Samantha Rising. Yes. Everyone's got like a little spritz. It's always two, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I think I'm Carrie with a generous slug of Samantha. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you'd said any other character, I would have been like, please. I think Carrie with on the cusp of Miranda. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. I think I, true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although not always the way, because I think potentially 15 years ago, little like a Charlotte so remember out mm. of all of them Charlotte had the second most sex after Samantha and mm. and I've read the gender games and mm-hmm. that has some Samantha moments in it as just well. a few <laughs> just a few um, so business as usual yes um, this week we will be um, dissecting season one episode seven which is called The Monogamist yeah and as we do every episode Dylan can you give us 
a little potted synopsis of episode seven. So as the name suggests, it suggests it explores the concept of monogamy and open relationships, sometimes in a surprisingly kind of current way, uh, written by Darren Starr. And it addresses oral sex as well quite early on. There's the blowjob tug of war. <laughs> Which we need a whole <laughs> segment on that, but carry on. Um, and yeah, so and then Carrie has issues with Mr. Big and kind of rebels against their relationship by chatting to Justin through a fabulous party. Fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. Uh, so yeah, so should we start with the blowjob tug of war? Okay, well, let's get it out of the way because it boiled my piss. Because it moved on from this, but it did feel like in a writer's room situation at some point that almost said, because I think we are but three weeks since we had the exact same conversation with Charlotte about anal sex. Yeah. Mm. And then they were like, okay, so we've got like five minutes of material for for season one, episode seven. Let's do blowjobs. Yeah. And I, I found those scenes where they just sit around and quite arbitrarily talk about sex haven't aged yeah massively well no there were some bits where like they kept saying i noticed in like the one episode after the other samantha was like oh anal sex is the blow is the blowjob of the 80 or like whatever oh. and then in the next episode she was like blowjobs the anal sex of the-. and it's like come on like pick, right pick one yeah write this a bit better <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. do you remember the scene candace where he pushes where she's he's like pushing charlotte's head down yeah, and she's like oh thank you but it's that thing isn't it I think with I think they are still I mean they were dealing with like things that are still antiquated almost to us and I wonder if those conversations have come on any more in like our terms because I don't know if they actually have and the thing that I love about the show and the reason that it's so relevant I mean like for me obviously I mean I'm just kind of like accepting with the fact that it's all just like white women yeah and like you don't actually I'm trying to think if you have... Well, we've been keeping a count, a running count of and people of colour who speak. Yeah. We're on episode seven. There's we've been had four. four. Yeah, it's low. I mean, like, the men, you know, we, we understand, like, the men. I mean, look at Robert. Ugh, look at that. Yes. But, like, in terms of women, it's kind of like, oh, okay, no, it's fine. Okay, so it's kind of like, I accept that. But also, yeah, but in terms of, like, just, like, the sex politics, it's it, it felt antiquated then, but I still think sometimes they're conversations we're having now. Which is hmm. interesting, like how much have we jumped? We've yeah, we've been discussing this in a couple of the last episodes. Um we've come to the conclusion like one of the conclusions that we've come to is we still discuss like obviously we all talk about blowjobs at one point or another, hmm. but in a very different in in a much more kind of matter of fact way, I think. But I was gonna say with this one, this is actually something because it was the man, it's the man, specifically about the man pushing the woman's head down. Yeah. This is something I've never experienced, obviously. Like, have you got, have you guys experienced that from a man? Like, Not physically. Again, my poor partner who we've discussed, <laughs> he's not listening to this. Um, so he did, for example, the other day, we've just had an offer accepted on a flat. He did say, mm. if I do some decorating, c- c- will you pay me in blowjobs? And I was thinking... <laughs> Well, currency, this is not currency. <laughs> and like, then it, but it did occur to me that actually, so we've been together about a year now, you know, mm. I haven't been doling them out <laughs> the way I once did. And I sort of thought, oh my gosh, this is obviously something that he really likes, that kind of, I'm sort of not doing enough of. And I suppose what, and this doesn't get said in the episode, which is where is the pleasure 
in giving <clears throat> oral sex. It's not like you have a tiny clitoris at the back of your throat. It's mm. not going to make you come. Yeah. So kind of why bother? And I think it's Samantha who says, well, I only give head to get head. Yeah. Mm. So you think, well, actually, then there is some sort of power play or politics in it. Um, I mean, I will say in the episode, Charlotte doesn't like it. So that's the plot point. Yeah. So Charlotte's current guy that she's dating really, really wants lots of blowjobs. Charlotte... Her gag reflex. She has yeah. a gag reflex. And she, <laughs> she doesn't like it. She's pretended She's pretended it's a lollipop. She's pretended it's a, yeah. She's practiced on a banana. <laughs> but, um, you know, she's not keen. Carrie, as ever, takes the middle ground and yeah. says, with the right guy, <laughs> it can be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she's, the, she's supposed to be the every girl, I suppose, isn't she? Except she's not an every girl. She's a sex columnist in New York City. <laughs> like, this, is, this is like what I find... This is what I find frustrating when she takes like such a neutral ground. It's like, hang on, like you're not doing your job properly. There was a line that Miranda said during that conversation, which I wrote down, because it was like... What what on earth? Especially in mind that a man wrote it as well. Miranda says, oral sex is like God's gift to women. You can get off without worrying about getting pregnant. <laughs> what, a what a ridiculous line. Like. Also, it's not very Miranda, is it? No, no that's what I thought. No, it's not very Miranda. That's, she wouldn't say that. No. But to answer your question, I have I have definitely had that. Where someone's the like, actual push, physical. Push the head. Push my head. And it's like, what are you... Thinking, what are you thinking? But then there's also a conversation around like black women's bodies and like what you want to take from it and like what, yeah, you know, like what's in it for you. Right. But I've definitely had that like more than any of my friends, like for sure. And I'm kind of like, get off, like, stop it, stop. Also, don't fucking touch a black woman's hair. Yeah, it's a <laughs> double fucking that. whammy. I mean, we all know, right? But yeah. also, it's just kind of like, yeah, but also, like, yeah, please don't do that. Get so, off have you had it more than your, when you say friends, like your white friends? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. For okay. sure, for sure. But then I have black female friends who are like, I love giving head. I get so much pleasure because I feel like I have the power. Mm. I have their power in my mouth. Well, yeah, literally, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really, I don't think I feel like that. Mm. I don't really, feel, I don't feel like that. It's a bit of a trailer, isn't it? I think gay men, we've talked about this for quite a while now, so we'll move on in a minute. But I think that, and some people can, I'm sure, will write in and contradict me. But in my experience, both, like, most gay men love doing all everything to do with blowjobs. Like, I've, I've met very few gay men who don't like, who don't love both giving and receiving them. The reason I am a fan of the blowy as a concept is <laughs> because it's, you can be quite lazy. So if, if I haven't shaved my legs or, you know, like had a bath or a shower, it can be like, like I cannot be fucked with the whole performance of mm. sex today. Like I don't want to put on nice underwear or it kind of feels to me like, right, I can get him off quite quickly usually. Yeah. And then we can all go to the cinema and live the rest <laughs> of our lives. Of yeah. We can all move on. I'm hungry. I would rather have a fajita in my mouth. But if I do this quite quickly, then we can get to the fajitas. Can have a nice dinner. Yeah. Can have a nice dinner. So I think it, it is God's <laughs> gift, but not because of pregnancy. I think Miranda would have known about the pill. I'm yeah. just going to well, gonna say that. Yeah. I mean, she's the first one to have a baby. <laughs> she doesn't know about the pill. Oh, my God. Miranda. Miranda doesn't know about the pill. Um, so, But the main <clears throat> point of the episode is Carrie. She's by this point fully obsessed with Mr. Big. Yeah. And she sees him on a date with another woman who I believe is called Julia. Yes. And this takes us into something which I find weird and a bit perplexing, which is that American style dating where yes. everybody sees a bunch of people at once. 
Have yeah. you ever done this, Candice, where you like have like Wednesday night you're seeing John and Thursday night you've got <laughs> Eric and do you, like who has time for one thing? But do you know what? I don't have time at the moment for anything at all. But I like I'm a fan of like so there's this thing that it's like orbiting is a thing, but I also knew it as circling, which is where like you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You just kind of like keep moving around this thing and then you're kind of like, I will land when I have time and then I go up again. And so like I'm not I'm not a monogam I'm not a monogamist. I don't really care for that at this mm. point. I'm too busy and also just I I don't really I don't know how to I, I have been in a long term relationship. I didn't like it that much. And that could have been the person mm. or it could have been me. So I've got to figure that out. But as it sounds, monogamy I'm not like completely sold. So I kind of I I hear Mr. Big on that one. <laughs> I mean it's not nice. Obviously if I was out with my friends and I saw one of the guys I'd been getting with at dinner with another woman, I would not be Delighted? I would not be delighted, but I would also, I wouldn't take it personally. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, you're just doing what you're doing. I might be doing the same thing tomorrow. So yeah. it's fine. I kind of think Carrie acts perhaps slightly unreasonably in this well, episode. Well, we'll come to that later. Yeah. We've not <laughs> well, even got to the party. Very, yet, so. very unreasonably <laughs> there. But she, yeah, because they, um, they never had like the conversation, did they? And has it, how long has it been? Uh, how long have they been dating? Well, seven episodes worth. Seven episodes. But when did, when did they have the sex on the bus was that like three episodes ago or I something? I can't remember. On the bus in the car. So maybe that actually maybe that was only two episodes ago. Yeah. So, so but I, I actually I, I don't often like Mr. Big, but I actually quite like him in this episode, and I like Chris Noth's acting as well. Like he's always kind of, when they're at the, like the party that they go to later, he's always kind of on the edge of like sort of bursting out <laughs> laughing or being like really embarrassed, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like screaming like, um, "I want someone to stand with me yeah, in yeah. a park and in the middle." I, she, I mean, like we do, we, un- we understand that Carrie is super unreasonable, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Like just like generally, like I, I'm like I mean, I I rate her because I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. But also, I'm just like, I remember I watched it like again because I watched it so many times, the whole thing through and through. <laughs> and there was one series, and I just had to keep fast forwarding like all of her kissing scenes because I just I'm just like, yeah, we get it. Like <laughs> we, you like them. Like I feel like she's always just kind of like. Too much. She is, well, there's, on this rewatch, and I think so, I must have watched it probably about 50 times, but for some reason, maybe it's because we're literally going through and making notes, it's amazing <clears throat> the woman doesn't seek therapy sooner. Oh. Like, well, particularly, particularly in this episode, I noted down... <laughs> so, like, she kept, like, meeting people asking for their advice. <laughs> Ten minutes in, she'd been out for drinks three times with, <laughs> with three different people, with like Miranda, Stanford, and like all the girls, like at first. Um, and Maybe it was she's just a like... functioning alcoholic. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. the root of her problems. Well, I think most most writers in cities are. Yeah, shopaholic. Shopaholic. Yeah. Well, she does. Well, she she gets herself into debt later in the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But yeah, so I, I think for me... It's weird because I would love to do what Candice or Mr. Big do, which is kind of do that. I, I, and I did occasionally, I used to say, I'm auditioning men tonight. I'm like auditioning yeah. for a new, the role of boyfriend is currently being auditioned. Uh-huh. But this assumes two things. One, that monogamy is the ideal for which we should be auditioning men. Mm-hmm. And I think certainly all, f- mm, Samantha doesn't really get much to do this week, but um, it seems that monogamy is certainly the ideal and in the end, the fact that she does get Mr. Big to stand still with her is celebrated. But more than that, when I did try it, and it was kind of when I first moved to London, I just, I found it exhausting. It felt like a part-time job. What dating? Were you like, like dating? Like I needed did... like one of those like wall charts yeah. to, kind of, to know, right, this is John and he likes inner city farm environments, <laughs> veganism and, you know, and then you would have to kind of switch modes like, right, okay, this guy likes it when I'm sassy, this guy <laughs> likes it when I'm a wilting flower. Kind of. And <laughs> I found it like a lot of emotional work mm. on top of actual paid employment kind of. And so, but I know apparently that is quite standard in America, which is you do keep your options open, as they would say on Love Island. Yeah, <laughs> Love Island reference. Thank you. Um, yeah, when you said that about America, I because I thought exactly the same thing when I was watching it. I think it's more typical of Americans. Mm. But it's interesting what you've said, Candid. Do you think this is a growing trend then? I think so. Yeah. I think also just like, I mean, the apps have got a lot to answer for, don't they? Because like, so much. you're always thinking that like, if I get rid of this thing, then there's going to be a million other things. And actually, that's never really the case. That's never <laughs> really true and like connection with someone is like a really important thing and I think that we forget that like when we're just like skimming through I mean I'm not on apps anymore because no but like <laughs> have you been to a 12 steps program for apps no, I just honestly I, there was one point when I was just like I can't I can't yeah do yeah. it like because I would just log on and I would just get people who were just like I, they'd be like hi how are you and I'd be like fine thanks how are you? But do you want to come around now and it was like no what I'm not I got that constantly and it was just kind of like like I might want to do that but also like you haven't even earned that you haven't even asked like, how my day was do you know what I mean so I'm just not yeah. but like I think that they have I think mm. like I think also just in terms of people maybe working things through or seeing things through as much as they as they could they might they, I just don't I wonder if people do it less now because they're like well I could just do whatever I could just like jump on yeah. yeah. I need to be honest, in my 20s, I was a nightmare scamp who should have said everything that you just said. But I didn't <laughs> because I thought and I had been taught through TV and books and poems <clears throat> that you should be looking for the one. Mm. And if you're not looking for the one, you're doing it wrong. And so I would cheat on people constantly. Because... Uh, yeah. 
to use a second Love Island reference, my head was being turned because <laughs> I was 23. So, of course, I was like a walking bag of hormones, kind of just like looking around all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I feel bad for the way I behaved in my early 20s because I was being really shitty to a lot of guys. Whereas what I should have said is, right now, I'm not looking for monogamy and you can take that mm. or you can leave it. Yeah. Mm. I think your early 20s is the time to, to do that. Though. Never mind early 20s, Dylan. You're in an open relationship <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> but but what, at what point did you and Chris decide that or was that always the way? It was like, well, it's, firstly, being in an open relationship is different from dating lots of people. Yeah. Um, well, our, our open relationship is anyway. Some open relationships actually, I know a, cu- a couple of couples who go and actually date other people and bring them into their relationship a little bit, which to me personally is far too complicated. <laughs> uh, and it's I could also, a lot of people, yeah, it's a lot. It? It's a lot like going to on. It's yeah. a lot going on. Um, and I could also never date people simultaneously. Um, same as you were saying, just too much. Mm. Too many different, like, spinning plates. But, yeah, we decided uh, mutually. Everyone always thinks it was me that suggested it, but it was mutual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it's worked really well. Communication is key. It's a bit of a cliche thing to say, but, um, yeah, it's been good. Okay. The actual actual question this week, so to answer Carrie's question, the question was, has monogamy become too much to expect? Should we be able to expect monogamy from our partners? Now, this is a slightly different question, I think. Um, I think now, for a lot of people, monogamy has has become too much to expect among gay men. Um, I think that for many gay men, if you suggested a monogamous relationship, they'd be like, oh, okay, that's weird. Um, But it's different, in my experience anyway. Now, I, again, I think it's time to go to a little place we like to visit sometimes, Candice, called Trans Corner. So it's a funny one because my experience has very much changed post-transition in that when I was um, on the gay scene, especially in London, yeah. less so mm. when I lived in Brighton. Yeah, that's probably quite an important mm. distinction. More so now in Brighton. But when I moved to London in 2011, I was amazed at every single man I spoke to on the apps was like, I'm in an open relationship, I'm in an open relationship. And I was like, wow, this is this. And that was not something I had to negotiate in Brighton. But then post transition, I realized that actually, if you were to, if I was to suggest an open relationship, I think to a straight man, I think they would be shocked, I think. Mm. I don't think it's what they would be expecting. And I think the straight men that I've dated post-transition, they do expect monogamy. Mm. Me and my partner did talk quite theoretically. So he knows a couple, a straight couple who swing. That's the word that mm. straight couples seem to get. They swing. <laughs> and and we sort of, in a very hypothetical way, said, would you ever do that? And he was like straight. He was like, no, jealousy would be off the charts, mm. wouldn't be able to cope, too much anxiety. He would rather oh. have less sex with less anxiety. Right. That, that's his happy place. Yeah. And I think I'm inclined to agree. It's great that not only he knows, ex- like he knows exactly, like there's no blurred lines. So mm-hmm. now you know. Um, yeah. And great that you, by the sounds of it, are similar. And I think it's about communication as well, which is... Mon- That's like the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's monogamy should be agreed. Yeah. yeah. What's your experience, Candice, with, with straight men? 
Oh, a monogamy. Um, <laughs> we haven't got time. <laughs> no, it's bad. So I, I, I think I've had the the relationships that I've had. Um, I that have been have been in monogamous relationships, and as I said, <clears> I haven't enjoyed them. But that has been the thing that's been expected of me, but not necessarily the thing that I've wanted. Um, I think maybe because I mean it's going to be personal stuff. It's just because like, I feel quite trapped, um, and also I like flirting, and I feel like that's fine. But I think like in terms of different styles of open relationship, I think I'd be more inclined to go for the. I'm probably not going to actively date, mm. but if I meet someone that I vibe with, yeah, then like maybe I'll see where that goes. But yeah. again, like I'd like to communicate about it. But I've had mainly the monogamous approach, but I'm not really up for it just at oh. this point just because I think like I don't know how much you can I don't know it's like it's, a, it's trust isn't it and I guess like how much you trust the other person to say what because you know what goes on and like the turning head heads thing and I think that you know like so many people can justify their bad behavior because they can be like well I was drunk or well like it was just like and also you know emotional <clears throat> um cheating is such a huge thing and I have been that person without realizing to so many men in my life. And it's taken like a long time for me to be like, wait, you're talking to me like you're talking to your girlfriend and yet you have a girlfriend and I know your girlfriend. And I, oh. and I, so, and I, so I think that's probably, so my relationship thing is just like, I don't think that, because I think it, it can be that thing where someone is like, well, I haven't kissed them or had sex with them. So, but it's like, yeah, but when you're like looking up to me as you would your mm. girlfriend and like buying things for me and like taking, you know, yeah. taking me for dinner and all those things, like, I don't know. So I just think monogamy maybe is like maybe self-protection. Yeah. But also just like very practically just like I also just don't really want it for myself. Mm. It's interesting. The mm. end of this episode is <clears throat> so she goes on a date with Justin Theroux to yes. a party who makes the first of his two appearances. He will be back next year as a different character with premature ejaculation. <laughs> yeah, which oh I my love. god, yeah. Yes. He'll be back, don't worry, as a different person. So he's I a loathsome, loathsome well. author. Yeah called Jared and they go to a trendy book launch and Carrie screams at Mr. Big down the phone and for some inexplicable reason Mr. Big agrees to come and meet Oh that's when she woman. was so out of order yeah, She was just, like wait um, out front you're not on the list like yeah. what <laughs> Carrie has lost her mind and then after a while Carrie and Mr. Big just stand in the park and experience a moment of beautiful monogamous togetherness Yeah and Carrie's kind of conclusion is, yes, monogamy is the best. Because she likes it. Because she likes <laughs> it. And it's a shame that actually the conclusion here wasn't <clears throat> monogamy is one choice. If And if both people agree on it, it's great. Mm. And I think, and we've said this before, which is maybe Sex and the City was guilty of presenting some options as being superior to others. Mm. Yeah. And also quite conservative options. And sometimes yeah. for a show called Sex and the City, sometimes it was a bit slut shamey. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like, thank goodness for Samantha, because if we didn't have her being like, you can do whatever you want, then you would just have like that waiting to of, of mm -hmm. like, oh no, that's actually really, really, really bad. But also just if we think about the ways that like the women show their bodies, like Samantha was kind of like head to toe, I'm all here, as was Miranda. Carrie didn't show anything if I'm right in thinking. Well, so we, the, never the theme saw, we never she saw her. She wears a bra, a bra, we, we saw her a visible a, bra. We saw yeah. her in a bra yeah. in bed. Mm -hmm. And that was like her thing, right? And then yeah. I think we maybe saw Charlotte's breasts. Yeah, I think we did. She flashes Possibly. one at a naval officer yeah. at one point. Yes. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, so I think even in terms of that, just like even in terms of like the body scene, it's kind of like, thank goodness for Samantha, we actually mm-hmm. just like had access to a woman who was like, yeah, <clears throat> I'm here. So in so many ways, she was like, she should have had the bloody column. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been Samantha's column, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we, we do, we tap in with Work Charlotte every week where we look for particularly problematic things <laughs> that Work Charlotte would have an issue with. Um, this week I found Stanford Cole's carrier whore. Mm. He's not entirely serious, but still. Yeah. That yeah. Language. Like, shame Stanford. Like no, no. no. We don't shame sex workers. No. Mm. Um, people of colour with speaking roles, I think, was zero. Correct. I didn't yeah. spot any. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> we're not. We're not doing great. We're not <laughs> Let, doing let's great. not forget as well that of those four people of colour that we found, two of them were in the same episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we have three episodes with yeah. with speaking people of colour. Um, it doesn't get better. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> can we, we, Candice, can we please get you back for the episode in season two where Samantha dates the rap mogul? I have so much Ooh. to say about that. We're so... going to book you in now. We'll yes. get a date in the diary just for that episode. Just one line sticks with me, which is Jennifer Lopez <laughs> looking dressed. Oh. <laughs> um, right, so this episode we've concluded, I don't know, monogamy... It's it's an issue that's still interestingly very relevant today. Yeah, and may- maybe it... even more so because yeah. I think the notion of an open relationship in 1999 was a bit newfangled and crazy, whereas now I think it's a conversation that we are having, and I think, like you said, it's because of the apps, you know. And I I always think if if Gaydar kind of heralded the rise of Match dot com and Tinder, mm. you know. I think it's a matter of time as well before open relationships for straight cis people become as commonplace as they are for gay couples. And I think yeah. hopefully that's that's the goal. I mean, but as with all things relationship-wise, with more options often just comes more complications. Yeah. And but there's more time, don't forget. Time. Like, you know, like marriage, that was all like when people were like in the same village and they couldn't go very far and everyone died at 40. Yeah. And like, you know, they died like married people. But now, like, that's just not the case. True, mm-hmm. true. And I think that our generation is like marriage is less on the mind. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be like you have to be married by the time you're 30. But now people are like, whatever. But to answer Carrie's question directly, I don't think monogamy is too much to expect if that's what you want. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of So I Got to Thinking. I've been Juna Dawson. I've been Dylan Jones. And I've been Candice Carty-Williams. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Join us next week when we will be chatting about Series 1, Episode 8, Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd, yeah. Cool. Catch you next time. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.